0: Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service.
1: Well, unity in the truth, I agree with that. Praise the Lord. That's how we're all united. He is the truth. You look around you, you see a bunch of people outside of Christ you probably wouldn't have spent a whole lot of time with. He brought us all together in His love, and He loves us so much. And I was. Listened to someone speak recently, and he he was speaking in the time of I think it was World War II, and he was talking about how um, he 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 perceived there was a great amount of discouragement in the church because of the current time, the war. This man was in England, and um, you know with Germany and all that was going on, it, it was it was a difficult time, and people were were kind of fainting so to speak in their faith and um, growing weary, and In our day and times, we're very vulnerable to the same thing with a lot of what's going on right now. And just remember who we're united in. We're united in Christ, and the truth has made us free. And that's what I want to talk about tonight. I want to talk about our freedom in Christ. You can also hear it uh, spoken of as liberty at times. Um, Our first verse we're going to look at is 2 Corinthians 3.17. 3.17. Now the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. This is the freedom we have from the law. We don't have to try to please God. He's completely pleased in Christ. What Christ did was enough. We don't have to try to add anything to it. We've been set free from that. matter of fact, God's Word says the law of God has been written upon our hearts. And so God's pleased in His Son. And we have a great amount of liberty. We have liberty in our access to God. We're not restrained from the presence of God. The Bible says that we can come into the holiest of all by the blood of Jesus. Um, This is a liberty that we're given. We're not restrained from running to the truth. We have the Word of God. You know, when you weren't in Christ, you didn't go running to the the Word of God for your answers. You, you probably went running to the world. And sadly, there's many Christians that still do that. When we know we have the truth, we have the complete word of God. This is everything that we need for a life of godliness. So it's a freedom from restraint. We're free to enter into his presence in prayer at any time. You know, I think we just need to see our neediness. I think we need to see how needful we are. I can speak from my own experience. If you ever work real hard somewhere and um, you maybe cut the grass or whatever it is, and it doesn't even need to be a big glass of water. If you see a glass of water, you're going to drink it, and it, it, it tastes like the best water ever. And here we are with the fountain of living waters, and he tells us, come and drink of me. We can come and drink of him anytime we want. We can come into his presence and receive the enrichment that only the Lord Jesus Christ can give as his children. This is only through Christ. We we can eat what we want. We're not bound to a ceremonial law. We we can eat anything for you know people who live down south and like possum, they can eat possum. I mean, you can eat whatever you want. We can eat pork. We're we're not, you know, if you like ribs, you, you're not bound to that. But however, here here's my point when I say that. Liberty unchecked is prone to serve the sinful nature. Let me say that again. Liberty unchecked is prone to serve the sinful nature. Indulging in selfish activity under the guise of liberty. Many of the people I hear talk the most about liberty are people who just want to do what they want, and they use liberty as their excuse. This is the truth. I've talked to a number of people about this topic, and they've said, I've noticed that too. I've noticed that too. And we've been set free. We're not supposed to try to get as close as we can to the edge. That's how you fall off, all right? We're supposed to be as safe as we can with our liberty. Liberty is a gift. But just like any good gift, it can be turned into something disastrous. You could probably think of some people who have went the way of, oh, I got liberty for this. And before you know it, their flesh got the best of them. 1 Corinthians um, 7.31 And they that use this world as not abusing it. For the fashion of this world passeth away. As the believer, we're not to be abusing this world, using the world for our selfish purposes. Purposes that in the long run will hurt us and will hurt others, will hurt our witness, our effectiveness, and You know, if we had a a view of these heavenly things that were, the Bible tells us, you know, think on heavenly things, think on things of above. We would be living differently if we thought more of things above, about the cross, about the Christ of the cross, about this risen Savior. He's going to come back, but how's he going to find us? All of us have have gone out to eat before, and... um, we've had good waiters and we've had bad waiters. I would encourage you to watch waiters when you go out to eat. A waiter's a servant. They're there to serve you and they're getting paid for it. Now, Jesus said the greatest among you will be your servant. We are to be found serving Christ upon His return. If we are faithfully doing that, we will see much fruit in our lives. He's going to come, and the times look like it's going to be real soon. I know Paul said that 2,000 years ago, but man, I'll tell you what, we ought to be living like we believe that. And that's another thing that goes kind of along with liberty. You'll hear people say, I don't know if he's coming that soon. It probably means you're not living like he could show up at any minute as well. I mean, that... If, if we're honest, if, if we're wanting to be found faithful serving our Lord, we will believe that He's coming soon. He's either going to find us serving Him or ourselves. I mean, that, that's essentially the bottom line. We could be edifying others and ourselves or just flat out serving ourselves. I tell the kids... And this goes for adults as well. The greatest ability is availability. Again, Jesus said, the greatest among you will be your servant. He just wants us to be ready when he has something for us to do. And it's not always going to be the big things. Our life is made up of the small things. But the small things are the things that count. Being the one who listens to people. Being the one who's willing to give a helping hand when needed taking pleasure in God, this is for the profit of others and ourselves. So let's talk a little bit more about exercising this liberty we have. Chapter 10 of the same book and verse 23. It appears Paul had a lot to say to, of all churches, the church in Corinth about liberty. This was known to be, a, if you call it, a worldly church. They they were very gifted, they were very talented people, but they were kind of living in a way that wasn't for others. 1 Corinthians 10, 23 and 24. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. Let no man seek his own, but every man another's wealth exercising liberty requires our careful attention in lawful things. As long as things are not profitable and will not build up nor improve the mind, we need to really be on guard. That, in fact, many lawful things abused do not seek our neighbor's wealth. Does this does this help others? If we're so consumed with ourselves, how can we serve other people? You know what I mean? If we're so busy serving me, like, it, you know, it's me time. And we have liberty to do things we enjoy, but do you see how this can become a very dangerous thing? There's, there's a lot of people hurting, even in this church. I mean, you don't have to look far on that prayer list to realize that. Does this promote my brother's prosperity? Again, using discernment. If you lack this faculty, here's a a biblical mandate. Put others first. Okay? Obey that. Putting others first. You you, you really have a hard time going wrong doing that. I want to share with you uh, something a man named Jerry Bridges said in light of Galatians 5.13. Galatians 5.13, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty, only use not liberty for occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Jerry Bridges points out that we ought not allow the sinful nature to use our freedom as an opportunity for occasion for the flesh to assert itself. Our flesh is always looking for an end always looking for an end it's continually non-stop trying to find a way to serve itself this is why in other places in the bible we hear mortify your flesh it means kill we're really in a fight not just with principalities and powers but within ourselves but greater is he who is in you right we have this flesh but we have the spirit of god in us he's greater than all we deal with in this world the enemy the flesh but this does take effort on our part. Our sinful nature is continually doing whatever it can to draw closer and closer to sin in the pretense of freedom. Well, I'm free to do this, brother. Don't talk to me about that. I'm free, I'm free to do this. Come on, man. Lighten up. You're being a legalist. No, I love you. I've, I've seen people go this way before. Be careful, little eyes, right? Little ears. These are, these are things a kid can understand, but we tend to think we've got it together. And that, those seem to be the fatal last words before someone falls. I've got this. Liberty can very easily become the right to do what one wants to do. And this is not loving thy neighbor as thyself. I would encourage us all to be watchful. In 1 Corinthians 6.12, we read, All things are lawful for, unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Do you, do you see that progression? The, the power of any? We have great freedom in Christ. There's no doubt about it. We've been set free from the ceremonial laws we have spoken from, of. Um, We're not bound by the power of death. No more dominion from sin. However, we're apt to pet our sinful nature. We're apt to excuse it. We'll rationalize it until there's a slow drift into getting closer into our liberty allowing us to be brought under the authority of something or the power of the very thing which we had liberty to do. For instance, a man and his hobby. Now, this can go for a woman or a child, okay? And there's many things that fall under this. Um, But we're just going to talk about a hobby right now. It might start out as one night a week, you know, with the guys. Then it becomes two. Then it becomes three. Right? Until it's every day. But not just every day. And Now we're reading about it or watching videos about it, to neglect the family, the Lord, got to get my swing down, man. I ain't going to mean nothing in eternity. That swing, that par, that, that long ball, you know, none of those things are going to mean anything. They really aren't. I, I know they feel good and they can be good, but what we're trying to discuss is how our liberty can become dangerous. Our flesh would love to use that to get an in to take that good thing and turn it into something that's more of a problem. Our life is preaching a message to people. They're looking for something authentic. They're looking for something real. They're looking for something different. They're looking for hope. And we know the only one that can be found in. And that reflection of Him comes off us when we're near to Him. The nicest lawn, the most beautiful garden, you know, wonderful. I have the worst in my neighborhood. I'm not ashamed to admit that. It just, it is what it is. I don't put a lot, I cut it, but I don't go crazy getting sod and all these sort of things, you know. But If to get to that, it's to the neglect of spiritual things, I don't want that. I'm telling you, I really couldn't care less about it. Um, That's what's out front. But it's nice. I like looking at them. And in fact, when I walk my dogs, I walk on a nice grass and I'm like, man, that's what that feels like. You know, when I'm in my bare foot and stuff like that. But in reality, that doesn't, it's not really going to mean much in eternity. Uh, the things of this life, they're all perishing. You know, God talks about the grass getting cut down and, you know, drying up. Jesus had something to say about a really nice outward look to a group of people. And he said, you're full of dead men's bones. There's a lot of places that look real nice. A lot of people who got it going on real nice here and here, you know, and... Um, He's like, you're like a whited sepulcher, man. You're like a bleached grave. Real nice to look on, but man, on the inside. Imagine what could get done if the 20 hours on the phone was spent a little bit differently. Maybe God's bringing something to your mind right now that he has been touching for a while. Does it have authority over you? Is it thy master? Have you ever seen a small person walking a large dog? Who has the power? Now we say he's walking his dog. But when that dog sees something at once, who's really walking who there? And that's kind of what like this thing can become. Okay, it can grow into something that we think we have control of. I mean, and just like that, We're not in as much control as we thought we were. Jeremiah had something to say about this. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Jeremiah 17.9. Number one on the top 100. The top thing the heart is to be known for, this is God's testimony in his word, for its deceitfulness. So when you see a movie and it says, follow your heart. No. No. Follow, follow the word. Your, your, your heart's going to deceive you. Your flesh is going to deceive you. Above all things, desperately wicked, who can know it? Desperately wicked, incurable. That's what that means. Sick. Thank God for his spirit living in there because it would be a mess otherwise. Uncontrollable. Even if we were to clean it up enough to make it look good in its everyday function, it would be self-righteousness. It would be filthy rags before him. He'd rather take a stumbling believer in his son who stumbles into heaven than some self-righteous person who looks better on the outside. That might get voted into some position or whatever it might be. He's looking at the heart, and we need to guard it with all diligence, for out of it is the issues of life. There's a way that seems right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death, Proverbs 14, 12. Without the guidance of the Word and the Spirit, we will destroy ourselves, and we ought not be leaning on our own understanding. A quote from Robert Murray McShane. Some of you may have heard of him. If you haven't, go find out about him. He died extremely young, but he impacted, I think he was 30 years old, and he impacted the world, maybe unlike anybody else ever, in terms of a, um, a preacher. Um, this is what he said. The seed of every sin known to man lieth in my own heart. The capa- what is this? The capability to commit any sin. When we look at someone and go, boy, look at that. We have the capability to commit the same thing. And we need to take heed lest we fall. There's a traitor living within our flesh. Paul the Apostle knew something about this. He talked about it in Romans chapter 7. Here's what Paul said. Romans 7, 18. For I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would do not, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Now if I do that I would not, It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind, I serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. In verse 23, Paul speaks about the law of the mind. This is the new nature. And the law of sin is a reference to the sinful nature. This is the battle going on within us. You may have heard this before, but it's a really good illustration. There's like there's two little dogs living in you, and the one you feed the most, your flesh or the spirit, is gonna get the most victory. You know, if, if I'm gonna if I starve a dog and just feed him once in a while, and then I really take care of this one and I'm feeding him well and I'm training him and I'm running him and I'm giving him the best food, this one's getting, you know, whatever I can give him. I hope I hope we're not treating God like that. And we're all up to it. We're all apt to it. There's so many things pressing in on us and pulling on us. But the one that's fed the most is the one that's going to get the most victories. This is the one that's going to win the battle. If you were to take those two dogs, the one with his ribs showing, that struggles to stand up, that looks malnourished, and then we take this powerful specimen and we put them down and there's a bowl of food there and we let them both go at once, dogs will usually fight for food. I could tell you who's getting that food. It's going to be the strong one. And that's how it goes spiritually as well. We need to be going for it when it comes to the Lord. The flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these two contrary one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. Galatians 5.17 Be encouraged. Paul dealt with this. Paul the Apostle dealt with this. The man who wrote much of the New Testament, the great missionary, the great church planner, he knew the flesh was continually working towards sin, looking for an opportunity. In verse 24, Paul shares his view of himself. You know, we see... The writer, we see the spiritually gifted man, we see a life surrendered and sold out for Christ. And here's what Paul says about himself in verse twenty four. O wretched man that I am. That's a pretty good view to have of ourselves. Because as soon as we start to think eh, I'm, I'm all right, I'm, I'm pretty good, actually. I guess they're right, you know, and the devil will use that to puff us up and, and cause us to think we really are something. When Paul said, O wretched man I am. He knew he struggled. By the grace of God, I am what I am. That's what Paul said. And that goes the same for everybody here who's been saved by the blood of Jesus. It's just by grace. He never looked down, you know, and saw something worth saving. (laughs) Sorry to break that to you. That goes for all of us. He saw someone he could set his love upon and extend grace to. He told Israel, "I, I haven't chosen you because you're the greatest or, you know, He said, I chose you because I chose you. And that's what he did in our life. And we ought to go around glad in this this time and what's going on in the world. I know it's hard and I know it's frustrating. But we serve a great king and he's still in control of all that's going on here, though it looks like it's out of control. You know, he he works it all for good. He's using all this difficulty... For a purpose and a plan though we don't understand it his ways are not as our ways and his thoughts are not as our thoughts his are higher than the heaven it, we cannot fathom what god is doing he's using some of these things in a way of judgment and he's using some of these things in a way of correction and discipline for his church and i believe he's trying to wake up his church and say come on the time is short it's late in the game people are they're lost that's what that, thats that's that's the estimate of the situation, according to God. And we have the truth. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. You know, some people here like to can, and they like to put things away on the shelf, and man, when the, when the season comes, when I can't get it anymore, I can go to that can, and I can crack that top and open it. I might even get a little whiff of preserves or, you know, some um, certain type of pickle. But What is that? We're st- Storing the truth in our hearts so that we can give it away. This is the treasure in earthen vessels. This is Christ. These are his words. He wants them dwelling in us so we can enjoy this life, so we can have victory, so we can have this truth that we can share with people. But he can't use it if it's not there. This is a, this is a relationship that takes two. You know, an airplane has two wings. Let's say one wing is discipline, and let's say one wing is dependence. If I chop off discipline, the, wing, the plane is going down. I don't care how nice this wing is, it's going down. But if I, let's say I keep discipline and I chop off dependence, the plane is gonna crash and burn no matter how good the pilot is. We need both of these things working in our lives. The Christian life is supposed to be a, a life of discipline, not rigid, but a blessing. We get to learn about God. We get to share who God is. We get to rejoice in heaven with the people who we've impacted. And we probably will find out there are people there we didn't even know we impacted. I, I believe that. There's probably more people we didn't talk to about him that we've just lived it before. Maybe they move away and someone tells them about Christ and they start going to a church and they come to know the Lord and all these little touches add up. One waters, one plants, but God gives the increase. He wants us to work together. He wants us to work together with people around the world when we pray for these missionaries. They're, they're, they're part of that family doing that work. and We're laboring together in the Lord's vineyard. So this sin nature, it'll take the good things like liberty and it'll use them to assert itself. It'll lead us to the edge. And if we're not careful, we'll fall off. Thank God for His grace. There are times we start going in that direction and He lets us know, you better back up. You're in a bad place right now. We just we need to be on guard. The world, the flesh, and the devil are all working against us to take us down. But He did give us a promise. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Nothing can stop the work of God going forward. Nothing can stop Christ calling a bride to Himself. He's calling a people out from every nation, kindred, time, and tribe and tongue. This Palmyra project—these people don't even have a written language—but God wants a people. He wants a people out of that group. And he's going to raise people up to write the language, to write it into the Word of God so that people can hear the truth because that's how people get saved. And he's going to do it. And we get to be part of it. And it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great joy. He's a great king, and he's faithful. Let's thank him. Oh, Father, we're so grateful that you love people like us. You chose to set your love on us just because you were pleased to do so. Thank you so much that you wanna conform us to the image of your son. And what a joy it is that we get to grow together, that we get to take part in building one another up, that we get to learn how to love through your word and your spirit and get to extend that love to your other children. As we are a family And you, you've given us adoption, and we're heirs. We have an inheritance waiting. And Father, we don't want to lose any of that reward. We want all that you want us to have. And I just ask you to give each one of us grace, Lord, not just here at Open Bible, but all your children across this land and even out in this world. Brothers and sisters at Solid Rock and, and Victory Bible Church and Hardingville Bible Church and Bible Baptist Church in York, um, there's people who need your truth. And I just pray, Father, that you would help us to share it. Give us the words and the opportunities and glad hearts in doing so. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcasts or Google Play Store.